In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear children, love one another. The words of our patron, St. John, his frequently repeated homily at the end of his life when people would come to visit him, to, to hear from the last living apostle, the only one not to die of martyrdom in the traditional sense, even when he was too weak to walk but would be carried out to greet people who were coming on pilgrimage. He was remembered as saying over and over again, my dear children, love one another. When the readings from St. Paul repeat this lesson in love and how to love, we're also reflecting on the mystery of the Holy Family. And when family life is turbulent, when a family has to move from here to there, it's the love of mom and dad that provides an anchor. When home could be any place, the place that feels like home is the place where you're loved, the place where you're known. And when you think of our, our lady's household beginning with Joseph and our Lord, but at the end of her life, her household being provided by St. John, the alignment of these two, of these two sacred days, December 27 and the Sunday after Christmas, fit perfectly. Because on the cross, our Lord, his mission almost completed, entrusted his mother to John. Woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. And as tradition has it and Christian history, that household was at times far away from Jerusalem. And what would have been the rock, the anchor in that home? Far more important than the love and, and affection they had for each other was their absolute love for God. How similar are our families, where the family itself begins with the, the love of one another. But at the end of life, our mission completed, love of one another is not enough. The only thing that makes it possible to keep on living is love of God. The writings of St. John are rather accessible. Obviously, the gospel might take a few hours for you to read. Revelation or the Apocalypse at the end, the last book of the New Testament, might take a few hours and a, and a few dictionaries. But the letters of St. John, you could read before you even get home. Not while you're driving, of course, but someone could read them aloud to you. The second letter and the third letter are just one chapter, and they really are letters written to a person, one specific person mentioned by name. The first letter is only five chapters, and it's in the fourth chapter, especially, where this, this language of St. John comes across so clearly. You lose track of how many times he says, my dear children, and how many times he says love. 
But there's a specific little lesson that St. John has that helps us remember. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his own spirit. We know and believe the love God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and he who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And how do we know that we love God? That we keep his commandments. Now, only because I said it in the same tone of voice does that seem to make sense. But we went from love and love and love to obey the commandments. Isn't it possible just to love someone without commandments? Why does love have laws? Well, think about it for a second. You've heard it maybe said or sung, and it's usually with regard to a relationship that's over or breaking. If you don't know me by now, what does it mean to really know someone? It's far more than knowing about them, knowing that they exist, knowing characteristics of theirs, to know them, to know that person. means that you have experienced their life. It means you have spent time with them. It means you've set aside your own concerns. You've even set aside your own life to simply be with them. Hopefully all of us have been loved like that. Maybe that person's still alive. Maybe that person's in heaven. But to be known, to be loved like that, is how St. John is talking about knowing God. To know God is to be with him, is to set aside our own concerns, to experience his life. And in the same way, when we set aside time and set aside concerns to be with someone, we conform our lives to them. We go where they go. We do what they do. And in just the same fashion, when we decide to know God, it means we, we set aside the things that are incompatible with him in order to be with him, in order to do the things that he does. If I really knew Hebrew, I could tell you from firsthand knowledge, but I can quote people who know Hebrew who tell us that the Ten Commandments don't really sound the way they ring in our ears in English. Thou shalt not. It almost sounds like someone's, you know, schimpfing you. That's the German word for shaking their finger at you. It's remarkable that my family's mother tongue has a word for shaking your finger. But the Ten Commandments are the exact opposite of that. It's not a threat and it's not a dare. It's a simple, serene statement. This isn't done here. If you, if you are with us, these things you leave behind. These things don't happen. And so then we choose. We choose to belong to God's family by adoption. We choose to know him, to love him, to be with him. And he tells us in return over and over again, 
in many different ways, depending on who we are in our vocation, depend on whom we are loving. My dear children, love one another. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.